Hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag Boss Lee or the People's Mentor. And this is episode 350. Oh my God. Of the show. I'm so excited. So I know you've probably listened to the first episode on Dharma. This is part two. So if you haven't already heard that, go back in the episodes. I would listen to episode one on Dharma and then jump into part two. If you're just jumping in, don't feel bad. Don't stop the episode. You can start on episode two and go back to episode one on it. All good. I love you guys. I appreciate you so much. And when you do get value out of this episode, which I know you're going to, just make sure you stop, take a screenshot, put it in your Instagram stories, tag me at I'm Boss Lee. Make sure you leave a five-star review and subscribe to the show. That way I'll keep doing them. <laughs> anyway, I love you guys. I appreciate you so much. And thank you for supporting the show. Every single review I actually read. So they do mean a lot to me. And I appreciate y'all. Have a great day and enjoy this episode of the show. The makers. And so um, the test, I think, is also in the Empire chat. So it'll the training will still make sense even if you're new. Like I'm not going to send you on like a wild goose chase for the next 40 minutes. Uh, but basically the entire... The entire part of the book we're in right now is is we've got to find our purpose. And when you start to actually work your business in your purpose instead of just doing activities to just make money or just have a title or just have your name on a leaderboard or just, 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 and it becomes a more purposeful build, that's where the happiness is, right? Um, and so he goes through all of these um and I, I mean, I really believe that. Like, if you look at the people on your team and you're like, you could be so good. Why aren't you doing anything? Those people, it's because they haven't figured out their purpose yet. It's not that they don't want it. It's that they don't know what their purpose is yet. And so the four Varnas, that's what those are called. The Varnas are the guide, the leader, the creator, and the maker. And it's not that they're tied directly to specific jobs or specific activities or anything like that. Um, but there are a lot of different ways to live inside of that dharma, right? And once I identified that through all the training and reading and coaching on all of this, I was like, oh my God, it's really obvious to me what mine is, right? Like, I'm so obsessed with learning and then sharing. And then my favorite part is when somebody gets it. Like when somebody gets it and I go, ah, like I don't need the, it's not even the money. Like think of how much I train other network marketing companies and teams literally all day, every day. I don't make a dime. Some of them send me some product occasionally. Some of them write thank you cards, whatever. But when they message me and they say stuff like, oh my God, I'm making a million dollars this year. I was making 20,000 last year. I'm like, oh my God. You know, and they're like, your, your training was the catalyst. I'm like, that to me is like my spiritual alignment at the, at the, at the highest level. Like that fills me so much. And so obviously you should get paid for what you do as well. I'm just saying, I think you understand what I'm trying to say. So you've got those four dharmas and like, or four varnas, dharma, varma, varma, varna, guide, leader, creator, and maker. And inside of these, yes, the leaders, which by the way, if you want to put in the chat, what were you? Like, I'm just curious. I was, um, <clears throat> one second, let me get mine back in my book. I was a creator and then a leader. So I was C and then B, creator and leader. A lot of guides, cool. See, I love this. This makes me so excited. We've got makers. God, oh, see, this is good stuff. This is already good stuff. All right, so what did I just say I was? I already forgot. Hold on, I need more ketones or something. I just said I am what? Creator and leader. Okay, 
So, a leader likes to influence and provide, but that doesn't mean you have to be CEO. I thought that was cool, right? Creators like to make things, but he mentions this could be a, a startup. For me, that makes a lot of sense because I love creating systems, right? I love watching the systems flow, okay? A maker likes to see things tangibly be built, okay? And one thing I love about that is I'm looking at the people who are saying maker. It says that maker is oftentimes our nurses. That's that D, right? How cool is that? And look at, look at the chat. Look at the people who said they were makers, right? Um, and then he says that the, uh, um, the guides are compelled to share and learn knowledge. So they tend to like to be writers and teachers. So... He talks about this and he says, we strive towards goodness through letting go of our ignorance and letting go, uh, letting go and working in our passion and serving in our goodness. And the more time we spend in that goodness, the more effective and fulfilled we become. And so it goes right back to what we were talking about. Like the people who are just doing the activity, like, okay, berry blue sale. Let me put out my flyer. Let me make my story. Let me blah, blah, blah. And then they're wondering why their business is not doing what they want their business to do. Um, I think that's super, super powerful. So creators, your skills tend to be brainstorming, networking, and innovating. And I think this is important that we pay attention to all the differences because back to the 212 Zoom we just did, like the personalities, we need all of them. You have to have all of them. You need to be able to attract all of the different people because that's how you create a diversified team. You know, not to steal a Tiffany Malat quote, but I'm going to steal it. So many of you are great at building tribes. You are great at building echo chambers that look like you that have the same beliefs as you, that talk like you, that they're always so happy with you. I don't want all of y'all to be, to think, to be happy with me all the time. That's, that does not serve our team. Just doesn't. We're creating an army, as she said. And I'm like, oh, God. Like, that army, that's why we're unstoppable, right? Like, ranks can fall out. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Have you noticed that? Like, realistically speaking, the empire has continued to grow. Because it's not an echo chamber. It's like, oh, this, this group's not happy right now? Okay. This one is. This one is. This one is. Because the army keeps moving forward. Right? So anyway, brainstorming, networking, innovating. They make things happen. Okay, this is creators. They can convince themselves of and others of anything. So they are great at sales. They are great at negotiation. They are great at persuasion. They are highly driven by money, pleasure, and success. They're your hard workers. Um, they're always on the move and they're very work hard, play hard. The problem with creators is they become corrupt and they sell things with no value. They are the people who are quick to lie, cheat, steal, to sell something, okay? They get very beaten down by failure, Okay, so think about it. Like maybe those of you who are who wrote creator, I didn't see the chat, but the creators, you know, you you miss rank and you lose your mind for three weeks, right? Somebody outranks you and you you go into ah! mode for God knows how long, right? You're just beaten down by missing multiplier. It turns into blame, shame, justify for God knows how long. You're you're in it a year and a half later or something like, ah! right? These people, they're creators, right? It's just their personality. It's just who they are, right? Um. They tend to get burned out easily. There are these people who are like, 
I need another vacation. Oh my God. Um, depression is pretty, pretty normal with these people. Moody, but a lot of it is due to overworking themselves, right? Um, their mode of impulse, he says, is they're very status driven. They love the ranks, right? They're dynamic, charismatic, captivating. You might call them a hustler. Like who are you thinking of on your team right now? Anytime I go over these things, I want you to see faces, by the way, right? Um, Hustlers, goal-oriented, tireless, but they are good. Their mode of goodness as creators, their goodness that you can drive with them is using their money for the greater good, right? Creating and selling products that make money but serve others. Ketones. (laughs) And then they provide, they love providing jobs and opportunities for others. Like if I, I'm going to guess a lot of the people who maybe have creator as one of their strengths, you might be some of the top recruiters, right? Because you just, you like the sales aspect of it. You like the persuasion aspect of it. Um, and you love that you're providing opportunities for other people, right? All right. The makers, um, today they, they tend to be the people that are naturally drawn to things like social work, therapists, doctors, nurses, heads of human resources, artists, musicians, blah, blah, blah. Their skills tend to be inventing, supporting, and implementing. Um, Their weakness tends to be stuff like they are depressed by failure because they don't like feeling stuck and unworthy. Hi, mama. Are you anxious right now? You come to mama right now, you little girl. Okay. They they tend to get anxiety as well around that, right? Um, They, their, their mode of impulse is they explore and experiment with new ideas. However, they tend to juggle too many things at once. That can be their weakness, right? Um, and then they they tend to lose focus on the expertise and the care, and they, fo- they, they can move into focusing on the money and the results. Now, they're good people, though. These makers are really good people. So they're driven by stability. I'm like thinking nurses because we have a lot of them, right? And security, stability and security. They're generally content and satisfied with that status quo. They don't tend to do the show off thing. Um, They choose meaningful goals. They work hard, but always try to maintain balance with their family. Um, They work best as the right-hand man or woman. And this is not a bad thing. Like if you look at a lot of really big networks, there tends to be the number one. And there is that number two who was number one at being number two. And the business is not possible without them. Does that make sense? And that number two could be smoking in business, making millions a year right next to number one. But it's just a role thing, right? Like knowing where somebody fits in to the puzzle. Yes, Scotty Pippen. Great example. Great example, right? Um, They are great at leading team gatherings, like being the leader to put together an event. Um, They're great support systems when people are in need, and they're highly skilled, highly skilled. Um, Now, this I thought was cool. Check this out. How many of you are, if if you are a creator, will you put one in the chat? Just two of you? Wow. Okay. If you are a maker, 
Can you put a two in the chat? Okay. So what's really cool is that the makers and the creators, we complement each other the best. So looking at that list, you know, if you're a Jenny, a me, or a Sydney, we need to work more closely with Melissa, Kayla, Cheryl, Annalie, Katie, Courtney, Mark Terry, Candace Suber, Mimi, and yeah. Why? Because the makers make creators focus on details, quality, gratitude, and contentment. Because we don't do that naturally. And the creators help the makers think bigger and become more goal-oriented because they're not that naturally. They complement each other. Huh. I love this. Look what Courtney Chapman just said. Huh. Sydney and I were super powerful together for Empire Games. Huh. So when you guys are asking questions, like here's the thing. Anytime I read something, I think of how it can actually apply to business, not just let me teach you about Dharma. How many of you have been getting asked questions by people? I need an accountability partner. Who should my accountability partner be? I need an accountability partner. Right? What if you had them take that quick test? It took us six minutes together and we read it out loud, which means it would take two and a half minutes. Right? If they, if they just took the quiz. And then what if you started pairing your makers with your creators? Huh. Hmm. 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 Right. Okay. Guides. Um, they tend to be uh, coaches, mentors, teachers, gurus, etc. Skills of a guide are learning, studying, sharing knowledge, and wisdom. So they want to bring out the best of people in their lives. They value knowledge and wisdom more than fame, power, money, security. They like having their space and time to reflect and learn. They want to help other people seek and find the meaning in their life, fulfillment in the world, their purpose. They like to work alone because they're in their heads a lot, right? Um, and they enjoy intellectual pursuits. So they like the reading, the debates, the, the discussion, etc. Um, their mode of ignorance, though, is they don't practice what they preach. They don't lead with example, lead by example, and they do struggle with implementation. They love to debate, though, and destroy other people's arguments. That's where they, they love to come in. Um, they do love to use their knowledge for strength and power, and they are intellectuals. Their mode of goodness is when they use their knowledge to help people find their purpose when they aspire to better themselves in order to give more, and when they realize knowledge is not theirs to use alone, but that they are here to serve, okay? And then leaders, the leaders are originally, back in the day, are kings and warriors. Today, they tend to be things like law enforcement, politics, etc. The skills are governing, inspiring, and engaging others. They are natural leaders of people, of movements, of groups, and of families. They are directed by courage, strength, and determination. They protect those that are less privileged. They are led by higher moral values and seek to enforce them across the world. They provide structure and framework for people. They like to work in teams, um, and they are dedicated to the mission. Their mode of ignorance is they 
tend to give up on change due to corruption and hypocrisy. They develop a negative, pessimistic viewpoint easily. They lose their moral compass sometimes in the drive for power. Their mode of impulse is they build structures and frameworks for fame and money, not meaning. They use their talents to serve themselves instead of humanity. And they can focus often on short-term goals for themselves. But their mode of goodness is they fight for higher morals, ethics, and values when they inspire people to work together and when they build long-term goals to support society. So if you were a guide, will you put a one in the chat? And then if you were a leader, will you put a two in the chat? Okay, and then some people are just not participating. That's fine. Maybe you're, you muted, muted me. I don't know. That's fine. But anyway, so the 10 of us who are participating in the Zoom, cool. Guides and leaders complement each other. So that same, the same thing. The, so Bree, Alicia, Lizbeth, Adele, Jenny, Nicole, Megan, Courtney, and Angela would want to spend time with David, with Crystal Spinner, Jamie Lynn, with Jenny as well and Sydney. I'm also I'm a I'm a leader too as my second. So the reason is guides give wisdom to leaders. Leaders give structure to guides. Right? So again, if I could give you an assignment, it would be uh get your team to take this test. Right? Get your team to find out more about themselves. Because I think upon self-discovery, that's where you actually start to, to thrive. Like I did a podcast earlier today and I was talking to this guy and he was, he was, he, he asked me, you know, like one of my first things and it was so funny because I, I haven't done a training on this in literally 10 years. So I read, this is my first personal development book. And the only reason I read this book was because I wanted to beat everybody. Like there were other people selling more than me. And I was like, well, I need to find a book where I can learn how to sell. So I bought this book and I went through the book. And like, you can see, I highlighted, I wrote in, uh, in the, the, um, I like wrote in the margins. I did this whole thing. I haven't done that. I mean, like, holy smokes. And I used to train out of this and I would literally do this. Like I would do all of these things over and over and over again. I mean, I'm, I'm going to reread it. I haven't read it in over a decade. And I will tell you that from that, like we were just chatting about it, the personal development is the reason why I am who I am, right? The, the reason that the, like reading this book, it came from a place of, I literally only read it because I wanted to compete. But then you realize that by competing, you're able to find wisdom. You're able to find the things that actually scale your business. And so um, I just think a lot of people on your team might need that little, like, I'm a little lost. How can I complement the skill sets I do have? And how do I fit in to this puzzle? That's what people are kind of asking. So the point of these Varnas basically is so that you can actually help understand yourself so you can focus on your stronger skills and inclinations. Like we talked about last week, it's not about doing the things that you don't like to do and learn how to do them well. It's about doing the things you have natural skill set around and doing those, double, tripling, quadrupling down on those things. Because that self-awareness of your strongest skills gives you focus. 
When I'm working in my alignment, I can go and go and go and go and go and go and go. When I'm working out of alignment, when I'm doing things that do not serve me, that make me feel ugh, like any of those things, no, like I, I'm not, I'm not really here for it. You know what I mean? How many of you can agree with that? Like you, you, you do things that you're like, ah, I feel like I gotta do that, but like I don't really want to do that. Uh, okay, you know how good it feels to do the things that are aligned with you, and so he, so. The author, Jay, right, says when he looks at his guide tendencies, it makes sense to him he succeeds when he focuses on strategy, right? Creators and makers are better at implementation. So he surrounds himself with people who can help with that. So when you identify who you are, if you help your team identify who they are, you can get them around the people without draining yourself. You can get them around the people who can actually help them. Like some of you, I think, try to coach people through things that you're terrible at too. How's that going for you? Right? Like probably not so well. Right? Who can you actually partner them with? And so this I think is really cool. I would just grab the group of names of the people who actually just participated in this. Like people who didn't drop numbers. I would just keep them out of it quite frankly because you need it to be people who care enough to participate. So grab the list of names and just like make a separate group chat or something. But choose the group of people, a diverse mix of people, right, that you've worked with. He says family and friends, right? He does say a, a few will work, but 10 or 20 is better. So I think we probably had like 12 or 15 who participated, right? So I would make your little group chat with those people. Those people are interested in moving forward. Use them. And it says ask them to write down a moment when they saw you at your best, and ask them to be specific. Okay? Because then you're going to have a compilation. You're going to have a bunch of people say, when I saw you train on this, or when I, I saw you do this, or the way you showed up on social media doing that, or the way you did blah, 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 in blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It, you're going to get a bunch of different things, right? The way I saw you coach so-and-so was unbelievable. When you did the Mexican call and you did blah, 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 oh my God. Like, whatever those little things are, you know what I mean? You're going to have a whole list. And then he says to look for the patterns. Look for the patterns and the common themes and what people are identifying as your strength. Because I think sometimes we get stuck in this tunnel almost, right? Of like, oh, I'm so good at that. Or I'm so good at this. And we, we might not even actually be playing on our strengths that everybody else sees as our strengths. And that's why it's important to have that reflection. Like find out what David's actually really good at? What is Annalie actually really good at? What is Sarah really good at? What is Megan really good at? Like, what are those things that you are probably being a little hard on yourself, maybe like a little hard on yourself, but people see the greatness in you in all of these aspects. You know, like if you think about, if you think about it, I'll get on these calls or like our team calls or something and I'll say, oh, like I've said it before, right? I said, I think it was last week I said this. I said, have any of you actually talked to Brie Nichols about how to develop rank fours? Remember, I think that was last week, right? I was like, because she's the best on the team at it. And her face when I said it was like, me? Who, me? I'm like, yeah, you, right? Like we all don't pay attention to the things that we do, you know, because it's just what we do. You know, you're operating in your, in your place where you're like, I rock at this. So look for those patterns and common themes. And then he says to write out the profile of yourself. Write out the profile of yourself. 
And then think about how you can turn your best skills into action. How can you use those skills like this weekend? How can you use the things you're really good at in your business? Because if you start to do all these things that you're so good at, oh my God, how easy is your business going to feel? So much easier, okay? So he goes through this and he says, as an example, if your Varna is leader, explore it. Try to take on that role at work. Maybe you organize something, right? Some of you who have those natural leader tendencies put together a contest, propose it to your team or to me or to whoever and say, hey, I came up with this. What do you think? That literally just went to my head. That's Megan Hunter. I don't even know what you wrote down as your thing, but like Megan will come to me and she'll be like, I put together this whole thing. Okay. Here's what you need to do, honey. <laughs> She's like, here's what you need to do. Here's what the contest is. Uh, this is how they're going to track it. Um, this is what this needs to just get done today. Okay. Okay. Thank you. And she gets it done. It's obviously a natural gift of hers. And then the question for her though, is does she find joy in it? Cause if she does, then she's going to keep thriving in that. If she hates it, like, I don't like that stuff. I love to run contests. I like to just implement. I just like to get it done. Like yesterday when we were sending out pulses, I didn't write those pulses. We were in a group chat with some leaders. I'm like, can somebody write me the pulse? Brittany's like, done. Here you go. Send it out. Brooke's like, done. Here you go. Send it out. I'm like, shoo, thank you. Okay. Right. But I'm working with those makers. I'm working with those guides because it's not my natural tendency. Imagine how little would get done if everyone did everything the way I did. Like I want to throw myself on that sword to say all of us have this, but how little will get done if I'm trying to live in my weaknesses as if they're strengths. Okay. That's, you know what, Kayla Han, you know what? <laughs> I look, it's true. It's true. Nat light came out. I've been out for like a week and a half and I'm like, what is it? Like, what is the difference? Yeah, I didn't know. And then, okay, you know what, Sydney? Yeah, I didn't know when smart ships ran. Okay, I just know they run. Okay, I just know they run. And it's worked just fine for me, you little guys, you little makers. I don't, yeah, do they run? Do they, was the answer yes? Do they run on the weekends? Yes? Okay. I didn't know. Okay. I didn't know. I thought it was like maybe a Monday through Friday thing. Whatever. Okay. Good to know. Good to know. All right. So that's like the, per see, thank you, Brooke. That's the point though. All right. And he says to start having awareness around what you're doing. Like what is the level of awareness around what you're doing in your actual business? Because he says, think about the level of awareness you have when you eat something. You immediately do a sense check, don't you? Yes. You do a sense check. You decide right away if you like it, if you don't, what your rating is on a scale of whatever. You eat some like dusty fettuccine Alfredo. You're like, ooh, they watered this down. Like, what is this? Where is the sauce? Like, what is going on here? Why does this chicken taste so chewy? Ew. You shove it to the side right away, right? Or you eat like the most delicious dessert and you're like, oh, um, give me another one of those. Give me another bite of that. Give me, give me, give me one of that. It's so good, right? And then, you know, you, you, you might even have different feelings about it later because you have no problem reflecting on it, right? You eat that delicious whatever it is. You're like, uh. And then the next day you might be like, uh. Right? Like different kind of uh. Like, uh, uh. Two very different uhs and uhs, right? You're like, that wasn't the best thing to put into my body, right? But the thing is we don't do that. 
with our time. You don't do that with your time. If you would start getting into the habit of identifying what actually empowers you, you might have a better understanding of what you actually want in life. That's deep. Like, hold on to that for a second. If you would pay attention to what you're doing and the energy you feel in your body when you're doing it, you might have a better understanding of yourselves and what you want in life. Start asking yourselves, did you enjoy the process? Did you enjoy what you're doing? You know, it's so, it's weird to me when people go, I'm just not enjoying the process of my business. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, have you reflected on what you're doing? Because there's a lot of different ways to build this business. You don't like Facebook? Then don't use it. Go on Instagram. Go on TikTok. Go do in-home meetings. What do you mean? I know you like MVP Multiplier because there's not one of you that doesn't like the money. I don't care what you do with it. There's different reasons you like the money. But you all like the money. Whether you give it away or you keep it for yourself. Or you buy yourself some shoes or you, you know, whatever. Buy your kids something. We all like the money. You can't convince me of otherwise, right? But are you enjoying that process? And so this was cool. So he says as an example, instead of saying things like, I love taking pictures to find the root of it. Do you like helping families put together a Christmas card that makes them feel good? That would be the guide. Are you somebody who likes to document human struggles or other meaningful situations in order to promote change and you show that through photography? That would be a leader. Do you love the technical aspects of it? Like you're like, let me get the lighting all perfect and let me pose my subject and let me focus on the leaf and then the background will have like whatever, right? That's the maker. And so he said every time he did an activity when he was doing the monk thing, you have to ask yourselves questions like, what did I like about that? Am I good at it? Do I want to read about it? Do I want to learn about it? Do I want to spend a lot of my time doing it? Am I driven to improve? What made me comfortable? What made me uncomfortable? And if I was uncomfortable, was it in a positive way? Is it a challenge I'm feeling that will make me grow? Because guys, not everything in this business and in this life is going to be comfortable. Right? Sometimes we need somebody to call us on our poop. Sometimes we need the constructive criticism like, what are you doing? I love you, but what is going on? You, I love that. When somebody tells me, like, Jesse Lee, like somebody I respect, you know, somebody who's better than me at something. Like, if Eric calls me and is like, hey, what's the deal with blah, blah, blah? I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and grow now. I don't want to be, I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, that's good for me, though. It's good for me when he's like, you want to be seen as a leader? You want to be on the stage? Okay. Well, Jesse Lee, um, I'm going to need you to recruit some more people. Uh, I'm going to need you to show up more often on whatever. That's a good challenge. It doesn't feel good. You know, it, it doesn't feel good when I have conversations with maybe Brian. I haven't had one of these in a long time. But like maybe a conversation with Brian where he calls me out on something. I'm like, oh, God, that feels disgusting. But, like, have you ever thought maybe your mentor is right? I know. It's it's a hard thing, right? That's hard. That's like a, oh, God. That doesn't feel good to even say, right? But sometimes those yucky feelings of, like, I don't even want to hear her say that. It's true. 
But if you can't take constructive criticism from somebody who genuinely wants to see you succeed, which your mentors do, right? You're never going to grow. If you're doing it in one ear, out the other thing, when somebody is coming from a place of like, hey, listen, this conversation sucks, but I love you. This is not coming. Look, this is all good intentions. I know you don't want to hear it. I don't even want to say it, but I got to say it. Oh, I love you, Angela. Angela and I just had a conversation like this a few weeks ago. It was not pleasant. I mean, you don't even know how the whole conversation went, but like, I called Angela, or Angela called me one or the other. I don't remember. Yo, not a fun convo. It was a lot of, I love you, this is stupid. And then it was, I love you, but this is stupid. And I was like, all right, cool. Well, I'm glad we both love each other and we both respect each other enough to say, we're both being stupid in certain situations. So uh, we gonna move forward or are you gonna start, you know, blame, shame, and justifying? You gonna go down, like, am I gonna, are we gonna go down rabbit holes or are we gonna move forward? And we were both adults enough to say, hey, we're actually both right. And we both love each other. So, um, yeah, let's move forward. Right? I've, I mean, it's not even just Angela. It's just this was the most recent conversation that was like that. I've done it with Sydney. I've done it with Melissa more times than I can count. I've done it with Jenny. I've done it with Brittany. I've done it with Katie. I've done it with, I've done it with most of you. And I've done it with some of you and you didn't take it well. That's just the reality of it. But it never came from a place of like, it was ever an attack. It was a, hey. I've done it with Brie, <laughs> right? I've done it with a lot of you. I've done it with Jamie Lynn, right? It's just because I want to see you win. And I've been further along the journey than you, so I can reflect back and say, hey, hey, that's not working. That's not working, but I love you and you love me. And uh, let's build this thing. Yeah, I know I'm saying things you don't want to hear, but uh, right, that. I care about the relationship enough to talk about it and fix it rather than let the relationship die from resentment. Yeah, that's fire. Okay, so let the challenges grow you instead of going in a negative way. Yeah, okay. So this is cool. This is a really cool activity that I want you guys to do. And I don't know how long you want to do it. Maybe do it for the next week. Um, I will do it as well. Like I'm committed to doing this to just become better. Um, so he says to keep an activity journal. So hopefully you guys are journaling anyway, every day, just to like get the, get the drama out of your head. Cause we all have our own drama in our head. Holy smokes. If I went to, if I didn't journal, oh my God, man, my head, my, my brain goes so fast. I just got to make sure I get that crap out. Okay. So Jenny is my journal and she ignores me. I, I probably believe that. All right. So take notes of every activity you take part in through the course of the next few days. So meetings, walking your, uh, walking your dog or dogs, right? Lunch with a friend, writing emails, preparing food, exercising, social media time, whatever. And then he says for every activity, just answer two questions. Did you enjoy the process? And did other people enjoy the result? And there's no wrong answers. This is literally just so you can find out where you actually thrive. Because I think what some of you might notice is like, you're like, why do I even drink? I'm just making something up. Why do I drink protons? I don't even like those. I love protons. No bad example for me. But like, uh, did I enjoy the process? Did other people enjoy the result? Right? So 
Oh, that lunch? Did I? Why did I even take that lunch? Like, how many of you are taking calls with people that you're like, I don't want to get on the phone with my mom. But, like, I think I'm supposed to. Because that's what good kids do. Right? Or whatever. I mean, whatever it is for you. So, did you enjoy the process? Did other people enjoy the result? There are no right or wrong answers. It's just an observation exercise to amplify your awareness. And so... When it gets into passion, right, so much of what we do, it's, it's fake beliefs, it's, it's past beliefs, it's falsehoods, it's, it's this like self-deceiving stuff that sneaks in to block our progress. And I talked a little bit about this, I don't know, was it on the, what call was it on last night? I think it was the Mexico, oh, water, I think it was on the Mexico call, it might have been a little bit on our call, I don't know. But I see so often, um... So often people trying to thrive in mediocrity, which is not even a thing. You know, like so many people self-sabotaging for no reason. Like sometimes I think it's people start thinking things to themselves like I'm too old for this business. I'm too young for this business. Um, You know, it would be irresponsible of me to do this business. I can't afford to do this. Um. It's always been done this way. My life's always been done this way. My relationships have always been like this. My friendships are always like that. This, 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 excuse, excuse, excuse. And something that I am really starting to notice um, in basically everything in general is it's all in our heads. Y'all are noticing this, right? Like you've been coaching people now, some of you for years. It's always in their freaking heads, man. Isn't it? The problems are always right here. They have these self-fulfilling prophecies, like conversations that don't even happen. People literally make up in their minds, you know, like that's such a real thing. Like, isn't it crazy? Like, I don't know if you've ever watched any crime shows, but there's these things where like somebody will say, no, I have a basically a photographic memory. It happened like this, 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 this. And then they watch the film back and they're like, where did your mind come up with that? Because it's literally not what happened. It's right here on film. <laughs> like, uh, you know, like, and, and then you get the two sides of the story, which is really three sides of a story. And then what the actual reality is and blah, 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 blah. And what I've kind of come to a conclusion about over the last couple of days, I was just sort of talking about this a lot is, um, so many people feel like they don't have time for change. So then they just don't change. And they're so used to mediocrity that they just live in that. Like most people, okay, I only know this because, you know, my first direct sales business was a little bit on the (laughs) side, okay? The amounts of people that are in like horrible relationships, like not even, I wouldn't even call them mediocre, like they haven't been touched by their partner in months or years. The amount of people who haven't gone on a date in like, they couldn't even tell you when, or they do, but they go to dinner or whatever, and they're just on their phones the whole time, and there's no connection. And they're like, no, this is just what marriage must be. I'm like, uh, that's gonna be a nerf for me. Like, I got a different standard, right? The amount of people that are in friendships with people where it's like, mediocre is probably even too generous of a word. They're in these friendships with people that like talk about them, don't invite them to stuff, 
say things behind their back, have just, just terrible. And they're like, no, this is normal. This is just what friends do. Huh? And they keep them around, you know, because they feel like they're supposed. This is normal, by the way, guys. Like, I love that the chat's like, terrible. Right. Okay. But um, it's true. This is real. There's 50 of you on here. This is a lot of you probably. Not all of it, but probably parts of it, right? The amount of you that you're, you self-sabotage your business so hard because it's weird to think about making 10 grand a month or 20 grand a month or 30 grand a month or 50 grand a month or 100 grand a month or a million a month because it's normal to struggle where you're from. It's normal to, um, you know, drive a car that's unreliable. It's normal to take a $20 bill and put it in the gas tank instead of filling it up. It's normal to go to a restaurant and check the prices on the menu instead of order what you actually want. Well, I think what this book is trying to say is that if you would figure out your passion and your purpose which is not in your head, he says. It's actually in your heart. And in fact, your heads often get in the way of your passions. If you would just open your mind, you would know how unbelievably abundant this world is. It's amazing you're all champs. Like, some of you never thought you would come this far, and here we are, right? But like, why not you? As a rank seven, eight, nine, ten, legend. What is it that every time you're about to get in the good routine, you self-sabotage? That's why you need to do that activity journal this week. Pay attention. Pay attention. When I started building my business off of the things that I love to do, and I just either all out stopped or outsourced the rest, that's when I exploded. When I said, you know what? I love doing coaching calls. I love them. I love training. I could do this all day. I could just sit in front of Zoom and talk and talk and talk and talk and talk and train and train and train and train and train. As long as I wasn't just, as long as I was training, I can't just sit and talk. I'd be good. Like that fills my freaking cup man and I realized that like I love selling in a way when it's very conversational I realized I would self-sabotage the parts of my business that I was like I hate that I hate going to one-on-ones I don't like phone calls I don't like small talk I don't like zooms with like two three people I like it when it's a bigger whatever, because I can feel the energy of people. I started saying like, no, I started saying no to business lunches, not because I don't eat, but because I don't like them. I don't like the schmoozing, whatever. It just doesn't like fit me. I don't like really going out. I like, like I started identifying the things I like. Your activities are literally everything. So you might stop sabotaging what you're doing if you only start doing the parts of your business that you're like, yes, that's my strength. Yes, that's my strength. Yes, that's my strength. And the other thing I'll say along those lines is pay attention to your energy during the day. 
Like not a woo-woo thing. I know some of you are like really not into that. I'm talking about when do you have the highest energy? Move your meetings to that time of day. I'm telling you. It's going to be weird for some of you to be like, we always do calls at 9 o'clock at night. We always do them at 7 o'clock at night. Whatever it is. I don't know what time your, your calls are, right? What if you are a flamethrower at 1 o'clock in the afternoon? Do you think your team might thrive? Because even when it's a replay, if they can't be live, you're better? Hmm. Do you think the 2.12 call is at... 12, 12 p.m. because I couldn't have made it another time? No. It's because the hours of noon to 3 o'clock are my best hours. So the most important calls of the week, I have then. I have my frontline call then. I have this call in then. I have 212 in there. And I do a lot of coaching calls between those hours because I am best there. And even if the attendance isn't as high, I'm better. And my energy transfers into all those people. So just like food for thought, food for thought, while you're, while you're uh, working on tracking your activities this week, maybe even write down next to it, like genuinely how you felt. What were your energy levels like? Because your team feels that when you're on that call at like nine o'clock at night and you're like, what's up guys? I'm fake yawning, right? What's up guys? I'm like really excited to be here. We are gonna talk today about, uh, we're gonna sell, uh, we're gonna sell. Let's sell. Everyone excited to sell? I'm really excited to sell. They're like, are you excited to sell? Think about it. So I love you guys. I appreciate you so much. I would love to see the groups that connect right? The ones and twos and ones and twos. And uh, I'm also excited to see what your activity is that you track this week. So start today and uh, we'll see what we come up with next, um, next, uh, next week. All right. Love you guys.